MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Monica Berg, international speaker, spiritual thought leader, author, and a co-host of Spiritually Hungry Podcast is here. Monica's mission is to show individuals how to create a life that not only feels like it's working, but most importantly, a life in which they are living and loving as the powerful, fulfilled person they've always wanted to be. Hi, Monica. Hello. We just figured out we're both from Louisiana. I love I love meeting a fellow Louisianian. I know, me too. I don't have the accent, but... I know, which is kind yeah. of odd. You said you're from Thibodeau, which is very like Cajun country, typically. I think in my house, because English was not the first language my parents are from the Middle East. And then I think if you mix everything together, I, you know, I just, I think I decided what I, which I was going to choose. Um, I'm somewhere all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was telling um, your rev when we first started talking, I really wanted to get you on the podcast this month specifically because we have a word of the month every month. And this word is this month's word is abandon. And I love the work that you're doing because what initially sparked my um, connecting with that word and your work is that so much of your work involves letting go of old narratives that don't serve us and really adopting these new narratives that really help people step into their own power. So if we could just give the listeners a little foundation to start, what are the best tools for internal growth? Well, it starts with um, checking where your consciousness is at because everything starts there consciousness is uh, power and the strength really comes from the ability to change the way we think about things. And I think often people don't challenge themselves in that way. They have a belief system and they don't often stop to question, well, how did I adopt that belief system? Where did it come from? Is it really mine or is this Mm -hmm. thoughts that I was raised with? And it's kind of somehow now a narrative for me. So, um, So the first is consciousness, check where you're at, check your belief systems, know that you have the power to change any thought. And then from that, anything's possible. So if you catch the thought, 
If it's not positive, you change it and then you follow it with immediate action. I think often we stay in our heads mm-hmm. far too long and we replace thought for action and we think, oh, if we're thinking about it and we're talking about it, then somehow we're affecting change, but it doesn't really work like that. Right. I love the idea of just being able to change our thoughts, but I also know that for me, it's not as simple as that. Typically, you know, like it's just like if I could just change it overnight or whatever, then I would, but I can get stuck ruminating. So what would you say to people who might struggle with that same kind of like overthinking or ruminating or anything like that? I think we we all have that to some extent. I yeah. certainly um, understand what you're saying. I've been there. Um, sometimes I can go and visit that place, but I'm not happy there. So I think it's about understanding your purpose, which is a much, much broader topic I'm aware of. And most people struggle their whole lives saying, well, I don't even know who I'm meant to be or what I'm meant to do. And we think of ourselves in terms of success. Like I'm success if I'm recognized in my job or if I have something to show for my life or if other people recognize me. And I think if that's the pursuit of, of, you know, your life really, it's, it's understandable why you'd be stuck in thought because all of that's about external, right? Mm -hmm. What do people think? How do they see me? How is my life viewed versus internal, which really is how do I feel when I wake up in the morning? How do I feel when I go to sleep? What is my internal dialogue? Is it supportive? Is it kind? Is it nurturing? What is my prominent, my primary emotion each day? What's the thought that feeds that emotion, right? So it's really about the relationship you have with yourself. And I think that when you start to be kind to yourself, which is a work of a lifetime, really. Um, But the good news is when you do these things that I'm saying, it becomes natural, it becomes normal, and then that becomes who you are. That's how transformation occurs. So when you start to do this, then those thoughts you have, it's kind of like, well, your thoughts are now more positive and they're Mm -hmm. supportive. So it's not so much that you have to fight in changing them. They are changing because the nature of them are different. Mm. Is this how we get to a place of being able to manifest things like letting go of these old narratives and then kind of getting ourselves into a place of really looking at our purpose and having a relationship with ourselves? Is that where we can start to manifest? Absolutely. Because the thing with manifesting, sometimes people get stuck there too. And why is that? You know, we have a goal and then we forget the why behind the goal. Mm -hmm. So again, everything that we pursue or anything that we want to manifest, there's always going to be an intention that precedes that. And in that intention, you have to be clear, is it coming from soul or is it coming from ego? Why are you pursuing the things that you're pursuing? The next part of that is you have to have a clear vision of what it is you want to create. So for instance, if somebody was going to build a house, before you would hire even the you know the contractor maybe you purchase the land but you would have even before the architect you'd have a vision of what that house would look like right you'd know that when you're in the bathtub you wanted to see the sunset let's say or you wanted to have a perfect view of a mountain or you wanted the kitchen to be set up in a way like you knew exactly what it would look like and in that vision it's perfect now right. In the process of creating that house, there's going to be problems. There will be delays. It's going to be overpriced and, um, you know, over budget. You're going to all kinds of obstacles going to take longer than you anticipated. But in your vision, it's perfection. And I think that we need to view our lives in the same way. If we look at ourselves as a whole, again, not what we do, but who we want to be, right? If we approach our lives with more of the understanding of being rather than doing, and in that being, we have a perfected vision. Doesn't mean we're perfect because I don't like that word, but perfected in the sense that 
you really start to develop all aspects of yourself, body, mind, and spirit, that you're, again, creating a kinder narrative, that there's transformation and sharing in each and every day. And when you do that, your life starts to really work in a way that supports you. So manifesting isn't some out, something that's outside that you're something that you're trying to pursue or chase after. It's something that is building within you and you're creating all the time. You become the co-creator of your life. Mm. What emotions can get in the way of that? I know you talk about that a lot. Uh, doubt, for sure. Yeah. Uh, imposter syndrome, thinking that <laughs> we can't really Big achieve. Um, and and really not believing that we all have the ability and are destined to be great. You know, we mm-hmm. often think that greatness is reserved for the really special, unique people. Um, when in reality, we all have greatness within us. We all are meant to tap into what makes us unique and authentic. But again, that requires thought and work and effort. And I think a lot about what I try to do with my work is I don't want it. I want to get people to think in this way, right? Because we put a lot of time and energy into the 1% reality, like physicality, what we came to, you know, the five senses, Right. How things look, how they taste, you know, and never in this other realm of like, am I exploring things that you can't see that are intangible, really? Like what? Can you give us some examples? Those those big words um, like kindness and empathy. Yeah. um, Sharing. It's the things that, you know, at the end of the day, when we may not be physically here anymore, all that we've done, every love we've offered to somebody, every um, action, every word that we've said, right? If it's part of something bigger and a way to help the world remains after us. And it's not just reserved for Socrates and Plato and um, Emily Dickinson. We all have the ability to leave that imprint. So I, that's that's really the, the 99% realm. It's all the things that are unseen. It's what's allowing us to speak right now while I'm in New York and, and you're in Nashville, right? Yeah. So it's it's that frequency. You mentioned looking outside of yourself to find things. And I think that's such a common thing that we all do or have done at some point in our life. And one of the things that really struck me about something you said was that there are ways to rethink the word loneliness. And I think that that is so interesting. So can you tell us five different ways? I think that's what your tips were like five different ways to rethink loneliness. And again, it goes back to us abandoning these old narratives that we've thought of. Like I could attach loneliness to being bad, but are there ways to rethink that word? Well, here's the thing with loneliness. It's something that, especially during the pandemic um, and even after so many people were lonely, I've seen it with people close to me, you know, they lose a loved one or or their partner that they've been married to for 50 years. And even if it wasn't the love of their life, still, they find themselves alone. So, and then, you know, other people who are physically alone, but they never feel lonely. So they're very different. Being alone and feeling lonely are two separate things because you can also be in a room of thousands of people and Mm. feel lonely. You can be in, in your relationship and feel lonely. Right. So I have found that really what's at the heart of being lonely is when you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, when Mm. you don't really like who you are and that's not enough for you. So it's constantly looking outside of you know, feed me, give me, making me feel whole, make me feel better. And when a person has a great connection to self and also something higher than themselves, I call it the creator. Some people call it nature. You can call it God, but there has to be that kind of 
I understand that there's a bigger purpose to my existence and kind of explore that and live that. So that's the overarching okay. idea. Um, there are a few tips that I'll go through. Um, one is to take the mask off. Okay. So Charles Silverstein in his book, um, he wrote, um, wait, can I just look at it for a second? Because yeah. it's such a good uh, quote from his poem. He said, if you wear a mask to hide yourself, how will your friends find you? And if they're wearing a mask to hide themselves, and if they're wearing a mask, how will you recognize them? So the point is, we go through life with masks on, right? We want people to like us. We want them to accept us. But then what we're showing them is not really ourselves, not our true yeah. selves. We're walking around with masks. And we think that nobody, if we're going through a hard time, or let's say we're feeling lonely, we think we're the only ones to be experiencing that. But if we showed that part of ourselves, we'd be able to recognize those other people that are feeling mm. the same way and they'll be able to see us as well. So I think it's such a powerful idea. Just take the mask off. I kind of butchered the poem, so I'm going to read it one more time okay. and from it. <laughs> so he said, if you wear a mask to hide yourself, how will your friends find you? And if they're wearing a mask, how will you recognize them? Just so God, simple and so that. profound. Yes. So abandon the mask. Um, the other thing is abandoned perfection. I was a perfectionist. Um, I'm a Virgo. I am very detailed oriented. I like, uh, I like the feeling of it, like the way it looks and the way I'm organized, it helps me navigate life. But that impossible goal of me trying to be perfect led me to a debilitating eating disorder, mm. um, in my, in my teen years, um, young adult life. And, I realized that it was a source and cause for great unhappiness. So it's a word that I never use. It's an impossibility. And when we try to be perfect, again, it's a way to shut everybody out, really look like you are, you know, untouchable and, um, and therefore you won't be hurt. Right. So, which leads me to the third one, lose the facade because part of that perfection, I thought, you know, if I'm unassailable, then nobody can ever hurt me. If I look like I've got everything under control, nobody can tap into anything that I don't want, then I'll be safe. And it really, it's a, it's a recipe for, for loneliness and for unhappiness. Um, so I think that for your, for your listeners really check where you're at, at this point in your life, you know, how often are you wearing a mask and you really wish that you could just show your authentic true self, mm -hmm. you know, how often are you trying to be perfect because you think that then people won't hurt you or reject you mm -hmm. or may like you and accept you. And it's the opposite because they're never really able to penetrate you and who you are and tap into that. Yeah. I always talk about this on the podcast, but one of the greatest gifts that it's given me is coming on to the podcast, speaking to people like you, and then also just connecting with the listeners, because I feel like, you know, sometimes I'll share part of my story or a guest will share part of their story. And I'm getting so much feedback about how much that resonated with some listeners exact story. And through that, you know, that feeling of connection is one of the, I don't, for me, it's one of the most driving forces for anything in my life, because then it allows me to become more authentic. And just like you're talking about, I don't feel lonely in this world. You know, like just that human connection piece is so, so, so important for all of us. Exactly. I mean, what is it all about if not that? That's why I right. think that, um, you know, I, I, I love sharing um, my stories. And even when I'm in the middle of a process, mm -hmm. not just the things that I feel like I 
triumph, but my failures and faults. Yeah. And I, I do that because, um, I understand something great when I get on the other side of it, there's some kind of transformation that's occurred. And I think that's inspiring, but I also do it because I want to give people that permission to do it mm -hmm. for themselves. And really, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about. We're all in the middle of a process. I think, unfortunately, people think that they've arrived at some point in their lives and we're forever changing. Right. But by the way, it's up to us if the change is positive or negative, but know that you are always changing in every moment yeah. of the day. What's that quote? It's like the one constant thing in life is change, change. or something. Yeah, I love that one. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you kind of touched on this, but I also agree with you that every person here on this earth, every human has 
an innate sense of power or an innate power within them. So I want to talk about how we can step into owning our own power and, um, specifically, like, I don't know if you see this, but with a lot of women in my life, I find that it takes us a little bit longer to kind of figure out how to step into our power. And I don't know if that's programming or what it is, um, but could you speak to both of those topics a little bit? I think as women, um, you know, all things were not created equally in yeah. the world. And I think that we had to do a lot more to have our voices be heard and not sound you know, like the B word and, you know, men can get away with things that I think that, that woman, women couldn't, I think that there's still an aspect of that. Um, but I think we want to come off and we were raised this way, right. To be, um, liked and appropriate and not too loud or too bossy, you know, um, kind of just take care of everything. So I think we had a lot of, of things to kind of change in that way. And, um, And the other part, I think just as women, usually we tend not to be as confident, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that idea of sisterhood happens when we're young and we are girlfriends. And then when we get older, we think we need to compete against one another. And then we put all of our energy into um, our, our romantic partner, you know, Mm -hmm. our spouse. And, and then we don't realize that we actually need that female energy in our lives and so I, I think all of that power is, is not what we thought it was. It's not about, you know, again, seeming like you have it all under control and and not upsetting anybody. Power is to show your your rawness and your vulnerability and allow people in. I think mm. that's truly uh, the biggest strength. Um, so I think part of, of owning your power is to know that you're resilient, that anything that happens to you, you can choose your response. Um, and I think part of that is to really appreciate challenges for what they are. There was a study done where they built an ecosystem and they, they thought of everything they built, you know, there were trees and they put wolves and they put all of the insects, animals, everything you would need for a perfect ecosystem. And at first it was thriving. Um, everything was flourishing, growing, and they're like, wow, we can create these kinds of ecosystems and they're perfect. And then a year into that study, the trees started to fall down. And at first they didn't know what it was. Like, why are these healthy trees suddenly just completely falling over? And they realized the one thing they didn't introduce into the ecosystem was wind. Because the wind allows the trees to really ground their roots into such a strong way. And that's what makes them strong and have, you know, last as long as they do. Yeah. So I think it's about appreciating the wind. I think even, you know, to your question in terms of women, like appreciate the opposition, appreciate the adversity and find your power and strength through that. Um, The second is you have the power to create your own stories. Uh, We are all storytellers by nature. Um, But, you know, sometimes we're the hero, sometimes we're the victim, sometimes we're the villain, sometimes it's a love story. So what is your story? hear it, understand that you can change it if it's not positive. Like we said at the beginning of this talk, if if something's not working for you, you have the power to redirect your story at any time, but you have to be clear about what it is. Mm. Uh, Desire is a big one in terms of knowing your power. Without desire, nothing happens. There's no action that follows that. So make sure that you feed your desire and desire wanes when you're not really doing what you were meant to do. So let's say that you really have a dream job to be an actor 
but the safer thing is to be an accountant because that's what people told you you should do. That's what is stable and secure, but it doesn't really make you happy. Um, you're not going to, your desire over time is going to wane and then you're not going to really want to do the things that you want to do. You're not going to feel very powerful. And uh, another one is the power of no. It's okay and it's necessary to create boundaries. Um, often we think that it might seem harsh and that person might be hurt, but boundaries are really a way of you being clear about what you want, mm. being able to express that and also express what you don't want. It's very necessary. It's very healthy. And, uh, you know, I certainly encourage my children to do that at an early age, because for most of us, we had to learn it. We weren't raised in that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. And the last, which we did touch upon earlier, is the power of you and really knowing that you can make a difference, knowing that you can be great. And it doesn't matter how many times you fail. It's part of the process. It's necessary. It's more important than the wins even that you're going to have. Mm -hmm. God, that one got me teary-eyed for some reason. <laughs> the power of you and the power of no. Those have been those have been two that I've been living by the last year. And I so agree with that. If we are wanting to really like if you have that feeling in your life, if you reach that point in your life and you're thinking, I want to make a lasting imprint, you know, I want to leave something here. What are ways that we can tap into that with our power? Well, the first is the sobering thought, you know, that um People, it's, I think it's a Maya Angelou quote, you know, people um, won't necessarily remember what you mm -hmm. said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yeah. So I really think that we don't give enough importance to what, you know, love offered somewhere that it wasn't will do for somebody and how that will last mm -hmm. even after you're gone or a kind word. Um, but it has to be bigger than you. I think that really for there to be something that's everlasting, that's immortal, like you want to be immortal. It can't just be that we live our lives and it's just in the radius, like whatever is you know, just our family, my home, wherever I drive to each day. If that is the entirety of your world, you know, your mark probably won't be as big versus if you go and you, and you really make, you know, everything matters because it does the real things, not the ego-based things. Yeah. Well, we mentioned you were an author at the beginning of this podcast. The book is called Fear is Not an Option, Rethink Love and the Gift of Being Different. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about the book? So um, Fear is Not an Option is like the title. Um, <laughs> it's really about because the thing is, there's there's in my book, I identify three different kinds of fear. And some are healthy, some are real, and some are um a waste of time, basically. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I, and I go through that and really it's not about, it's not about learning to cope with fear or live with fear. It's about eradicating fear from your life because fear okay. is an energy and okay. it's something that needs to be changed and used in ways that serve you. And there's only one kind of fear that, that is healthy and the rest you really can throw out the, the door. And I give, it's semi-autobiographical. So I talk about my journey through fear and how I got on the other side of it. And it gives tools and tips and um, uh, different exercises at the end. Rethink Love is not just romantic love. It's a three-part book. The first part is about the relationship you'll have with yourself. It's the most important, longest relationship you will ever have. It's the one that people usually skip 
they go into the second part, which is, you know, finding love and navigating through that relationship. But I can't emphasize enough how important that first part is because it's everything. It's how yeah. you're going to be as a, a wife, a mother, a friend, a husband, whatever it is. And, and then of course, as a romantic partner. Um, so there's eight chapters devoted just to that. And then the third part of that book is we, and that's how you make sure your relationship stands the test of time, but you also still want to be there. Mm. Um, it talks about spiritual sparring, that fighting is very necessary in a relationship. You just have to pick a fighting style. It talks about um, vulnerability, and it really breaks down each topic and again with exercises and then the gift of being different is a children's book but adults have really actually written to me about how much it's helped them because a lot of people have wounds from their childhood that haven't mm -hmm. healed yet and I co-wrote that with one of my children I have four children so with my youngest it's the first in a series of 10 books on being and this talks about how your differences and in this case my daughter's difference um, was dyslexia, but your difference, no matter what it is, is really your superpower. So it's not something that you'll grow out of, but it's something you need to learn to grow into mm -hmm. and really understand it and appreciate it. And that's not really obvious at first. We think superpowers are like, oh, that guy's a great athlete or that woman's a great, that, and, you know, we think it's very obvious and very natural, but most superpowers at first, we don't know what to do with them. You know, if you look at Superman or Spider-Man, they're clumsy with their powers, you know, he falls, yeah. and he flies, the webs are all over the place. It's like, what is this? I don't want it. And that's usually what it is. It's not something you want. It's not something you know how to use, but once you understand it and you learn to love yourself and appreciate that it's part of what makes you unique, you can reframe it and you can make it something super powerful. Oof, I love that. I'm going to put all of those links in the description of this mm -hmm. podcast. I also mentioned you are the co-host of the Spiritually Hungry podcast. So I will put a link for you guys in the description of the podcast as well. Where else can people find you? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, my um, blog is rethinklife.today. And um, yeah, you can follow me there or on um, Monica R. Berg 74 on Instagram. Awesome. Well, you guys, I will put all of those links in the description of this podcast. Monica, thank you so much for this. I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to go back and listen to our own podcast and take notes for myself. Um, really, I appreciate you being here. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 